Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. And welcome to another episode of The Cloaked. I'm your host, White Owl. Hey, it's Pandora. And today we'll have a uh, a ghost town. Yeah. Um, it's known as Helltown. Uh, this area is it's it's a cluster of little regions, little I don't know if we we'll call them towns or villages. Townships, um, I guess. And is villages. That what, is that right. what it is? Townships. It's part of Summit County in Ohio. Right. And despite the name Boston Township, it's not obviously in Boston, it's in Ohio. Um, very confusing name. Um, you mean not in Massachusetts? Not in Massachusetts. But it's the area was referred to as the Boston Mills, the which obviously it had the in the area, the paper mill company uh, was located in this little region. And I think I believe the later on a railroad was also placed in there. Um, I believe it was also named after the Boston Mills area, right? Something like that. And uh, so this place is pretty, pretty old. I mean, it was settled back in 1806 and it's been around for a very, very long time. Uh, And like I said, it was more notably known uh, to have this paper mill company. And so, I mean, this area is very well settled, very well known. And for it to be a place that has such an establishment, um, it's pretty it's pretty amazing of what evolved into it being a ghost town. And for a lot of places, you normally don't have the history of how it became a ghost town. You know, there are areas in, like, the western, um, you mm-hmm. know, the whole little... I like, Gold no- Rush. Right, Nevada, Mining. Las Vegas type mm-hmm. areas, Arizona, New Mexico, like, those areas out on the fucking desert. Uh, those places tend to get dried out because either the, you know, the gold is no longer found, as one could say it's dried out, and maybe... The railroad doesn't pass through there. You know, there's many factors that contribute to that. Um, But for, you know, for this area, it's very unfortunate. Um, In the 60s, there was this movement to create national parks. And at the time, President Ford was like signing this fucking legislations left and right, you know, to make this shit. (laughs) And so, you know, it, it unfortunately displaced a lot of people. And so many people were for it. I mean, because, you know, you're talking about like preserving national parks. Yeah. It was like, let's not destroy the forest. Let's preserve. Right. And so that's like a huge movement at that time. Right. Yeah, but people, what people didn't realize was what was going to happen right. when they supported this. Yeah, and then there was a very large, you know, support for this, like Pandora said, and this area was also for it. You know, not knowing that they were one of the few people, you know, towns picked to be part of this project, this 
National Park Service thing. And so, you know, it, it started taking, you know, uh, into um, an effect in, what is it, 1984, 83, around that area, around the time frame? Well, oh, no, 1974 no, no, no. is when, when it started, right? Yeah, President Gerald Ford signed it that they were going to, like, use this land right. to create national parks, right, and yeah. preserve everything. But I guess end of 1974, they included this township of Boston, right, mm-hmm. as part of this designated national recreation area. Right. And so what happens when the government takes over a part of land is, like, it's theirs to do whatever they want with. And if you're going to have a forest... It doesn't really make sense to have a town. Right. So. And so people were starting to be relocated. Basically. Yeah. The well, they, government came in and said, hey, you got to get the fuck out. It's it's eminent domain. Right. So That's what they use. It's basically like you can't even negotiate. You can't negotiate. It's just you have to take what they give you for your house and your land and you got to get out. Right. And it's something that we've talked about before. I'm in a domain. We've mentioned it several times in various episodes of these very interesting areas that the government, for whatever reason, decides to take over the land because of national security Mm -hmm. or historical preservation historical reservation or national security (laughs) (laughs) or or you mentioned that one already Uh, yeah and so i mean the most historical right right and but for the most part every time i've seen it it's for national security like certain lands, random areas of of, of of the of the US, whenever they get plucked or picked out, they get put because of national security. And a lot of times they don't tell the owners why, what this national security is. And what happens next is that, you know, it gets blocked from Google. You know, these areas become these voids of what used to be this surveyed land and mm-hmm. is no longer uh, can be seen through Google Maps. Um, a lot of the times you can see what used to be there, but if they build anything on that property, as far as the government's concerned, you're no longer be able to see what is built on that property anymore. Uh, all you would see is what the previous owners had. So if there was a house or a ranch or whatever, and they had cattle, um, that's all you would see, and you wouldn't see the buildings that are now being built on the property. Uh, so they become these black sites. And so with this area, I mean, we know what's happening, right? I mean, they're being supposedly swept into the National Park Service. Now, you know, the people, I mean, I saw the documentaries, I seen the videos on YouTube, and the people being interviewed, and they had no idea that this was happening, that the, voting for it or going for it, that this was going to happen to them specifically, because these people have been lived there. They've been living there for years, and there a lot of them had this property passed on generation to generation. And so, when the government comes in and says, "Hey, you know, we're giving you X amount, you got to vac- vacate the area by this time frame." Mm-hmm. And, and people just like started leaving like mm-hmm. this mass 
Exit. Evacuation almost. Right. But, I mean, and it's just to be making this national park, right? Cuyahoga National Park? Right, like the that. Cuyahoga Valley National Park. Right. And so, you know, they're telling these people, you got to go. And, you know, of course, the people try to fight it. They try to file lawsuits. They try to... Uh, do a an injunction of some sort. You know, they try to do what they could to stay, but at the end of the day, you know, as soon as the people were out, those fucking houses got bulldozed. You know, a lot of people saw their neighbor's house get, like, torn down, set on fire. Now, the fire thing was because they were doing some kind of, like... Local fire, fire department training. Right. right. And so that's still kind of sad though. Like that's not a training site. Like that's your house. You that's know? some yeah. That's your neighborhood kind of a thing. And so it, it, you know they were, they were pushed aside. And one of the things that I found so you know so interesting is that they had this newfound perspective of what was happening to them. And I like what someone said that they saw written on a side of the house. Which was, now we know how the Indians felt. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of. I mean... Not exactly. Not exactly. They bought your land, but, but you, you were forced out. You were fucking forced <laughs> out. I mean, imagine just being forced out. Which the government has done before on different properties and different people uh, throughout this country. Where people were forced out without any kind of payment whatsoever. Uh, so, that's, that's, you know, that's one of the other things that unfortunately does occur. And so, you know, for years, this area was fucking vacant. There was nobody there. Yeah. I mean, you know? it, they had, like, signs all over to say that you, no trespassing. You can't be here. Of course, it's, you know, whatever homes are still left standing right. or abandoned. They were. Or burned down to the ground. or Buildings were locked. Uh, a lot of houses and buildings were boarded up. No trespassing signs were placed all over. Uh, one of the more interesting things, and we'll we'll talk about this throughout this episode, is that they had road closures to this mm-hmm. township. The main road to it had several f- weird barriers, which was funny mm-hmm. to me because it's supposed to be converted into a park. You would think that it's kind of like the. The project that they never finished, almost right, because they ran they, out they of didn't... money. <laughs> well, it's like they they had hundreds of homes, right? And they were like, "We're gonna make a park," and then it's like, "Oh wait, this takes a, a lot of work, right?" <laughs> like you have to get right. rid of. I mean, just think of like a one demolition site. That's a lot of work, right? right? Like a lot yeah. of rubble no, to clear yeah, out, yeah, exactly. And then you're talking like hundreds of homes, towns. To then be... it seems like they just kind of like underestimated the scope of it right right so then now you see it's kind of like incomplete mm-hmm. if you go by there it's just like well what happened here like if you right. don't know the history it's yeah just, it's so well it's to get some people's idea if you live in a city imagine a town that you like to go to that's near your city now imagine three or four of those cluster together right kind of close and the government came and said all these people got to get out work in a bulldoze and burn down and do shit and it's going to be part of a park. And the scope, like Pandora said, it, with the project was too big. They didn't have the, enough manpower to knock down a lot of these buildings um, because you look, if you look at the old videos, there someone actually did a video where they compared uh, 
where back in the 70s, when this is all going on, where they're interviewing people, the houses and the buildings that were standing and how it looks now, you know, maybe a couple of two, three years ago, um, the difference of how some of the buildings were laid out. And so it's very interesting to see. Now, again, like I said, with the ghost towns occurring, a lot of fucking weird shit started to happen. And when you clear out an area and people don't know what happened, uh, people go and fucking explore places that have been abandoned. That is a thing. People do that all the time. Of course. (laughs) And, And so that's like... People go and have these weird encounters. They run into shit that they've never seen or heard before. City slickers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they've never been in an area or they never heard. Or people just traveling by. And, you know, they see this fucking random building in the side of this fucking field. And they're like, why is that building there? Like, why is it there? And so there's all these stories. And this fucking area has everything ghosts demons cults uh, <laughs> a devil you know uh probably a chupacabra who the fuck knows i mean even um, the name helltown like helltown i mean it implies everything this place has everything you name it you will fucking see it i mean it, and it and it's very interesting to go through a town's uh or an area's legend because this, like we said, this area has been long since abandoned. And so, the, of course, the fucking the stories run wild. And some of the more interesting, you know, uh, I would say is involving the town, of course. What happened to the town? Why is it empty? You know, and, and I mean, everything is on the table with this. Because you see a town and you think... What happened? Why is it empty? Mm-hmm. And I mean, well, we know it's why it's empty. Why? But yeah. I feel like I don't feel a hundred percent confident of like why is it really empty? Right, and we'll get to that at the <laughs> end. I think we'll we'll full circle the bitch at the end. I feel like the one of the things that they talk about is that government had a different storyline, agenda, a different agenda. You're right, and I feel like. Everyone, everything from, and I think it's probably the more well known, is the chemical spill, right? There's this chemical spill story, mm-hmm. and shit started happening with the, with nature, mutants or <laughs> mutated animals or some shit creatures. Yeah, and this was something that, you know, the government could not let the people see that there was these. This chemical spill and it was mutating people and fucking <laughs> I just critters. Like Futurama, like the yeah, that live under ex- the sewers. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking. You know, mutated squirrels and fish and shit. You know, three-eyed fish. Who the fuck knows? Um, and, and so you you hear these stories of you know that's why, that's why it's you know it's empty. The government fucked up and they had the whole town evacuated because mm-hmm. of the spill and shit. And, and it had the name like Mutane Town or Mutant Town, right? And they said it was like a, a butane, some plant kind, of, yeah, or something like right. that. Which is like that. Technically, there never was, right? But was there a chemical plant? No, I did find like there's some truth to that. 
mm-hmm. that there was like some chemical toxicity going on. Right. Um, I mean, as far as chemical spill, like we don't know that there was ever like a, a chemical spill per se or like a chemical plant. Right. Um, what they had was a dump, like a landfill area. Mm-hmm. That was um, that was pretty bad. So it was the Kresge dump. I don't know how to say that, but right. um, it was like a 47-acre piece of land that had some of the most toxic waste known to man. Mm-hmm. And it was really bad. Like they had um, a lot of people. People did get sick because there's, of course, like the carcinogenics, right? So they had like arsenic and stuff like that in the land. Um, so just picture like a huge salvage yard and of course like it sat there for so long that by the time the National Park Service got it in 1985 the land that was underneath all that was just really really contaminated mm-hmm. so I mean that area was considered a threat basically to people um, they did put in a lot of effort to clean it up and so they had to remove like soil. They had to remove the, all the debris, obviously. Right. Um, and then, of course, all the signage and stuff warning people to keep out. The rumors started, right? And so it was like that they were having to force people out due to this massive chemical spill. Right. And then, of course, spawning the whole mutant theory and all that. Oh yeah. Um, but it's apparently it's been pretty well recuperated like it's been cleaned up quite cleaned a bit up. yeah 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 um, yeah. because i think i read that there was park rangers kind of like in the area that would kind of like i guess like roam around and uh, again like it's, it's supposed to be a park mm-hmm. and so these park rangers would say now this part is wishy-washy at best because some people would say that they've met some park rangers that used to work in the area and this adds on to the story and to the to the legend right Mm -hmm. that there is this this chemical spill happening because a lot of the park rangers would say oh you know they would smell something or whatever and sometimes they were like oh they would be in a certain area of of this park and they would get dizzy and they would have these weird spells or whatever and so they, they would feel better as soon as they left the area and yeah. so how far that's true i mean again like i said these stories just add to the legend of Helltown, right mm-hmm. and so along along with all of that there you know like i said there was a lot of abandonment of buildings because you know people left you know the houses and shit they, they were just left standing and a lot of these areas were like farms you know they had crops and stuff like that and, you know, in these areas that are outside the cities, they have property. They have a good amount of acres, sometimes a good amount of distance between one neighbor and another. And so you have a house in the field, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the legends is that I guess it's some, like a, a two-story house that would have the lights on. Yeah. And supposedly the power's out. There's <laughs> no power in, in, in the town. All that got supposedly again like i said dismantled there's not supposed to be any grid power of any sort so if you travel through this town there's no lights right yeah so how does this house have a light on so if you they say if you travel to this area you find the house this house will have this light on 
and I think with along with the the folklore of this area is that uh, the family that lived there was killed by a serial killer or something like that. This house is also, and I, I go along with like there's there's going to be this repeat of occult, satanic, quote unquote <laughs> practices. There's uh, so much satanic. There's so much satanic. There's so much satanic. Uh, there has to be a club of satanic. <laughs> you know, they there's so many like gangs of satanic that you know they probably claim different areas of this town, um, but supposedly they practice this area in the in the house trying to communicate with the family that was murdered, and so again, I guess there's this uh, thing where now you have this serial killer that killed the family in this house and the light that people see is the it's uh residual of the worth how the family used to live that there's a ghost trapped in the second floor as the killer ran around or some shit like that and you know that that's what you'll see you'll see the light on now there is actually a place in the boston township where the light stays on all night mm-hmm. because it's a hostel like a like a lodging place. Right. I don't know why you would want to stay there, but... It's so random. It's open 24 hours a day. So, therefore, the light is always on. And, or that and, one light. It's like some part off the road, but it's not quite in the woods, per se. Um, so, I mean, it's possible that that's got some some root in the, the whole legend. Right. It's like that, maybe that's what people see as well. So, would you... So, then, is somebody staying there? Or is it just a hostel that you just walk in? And I mean, there's... I guess it's not clear, like, who all still lives there or how far right. from the abandoned areas do people still stay in. Right, right. But that's one possible explanation that people make. Well, that's of- kind of what I was trying to figure out is what who lives there and it's being maintained. Because he, that kind of brings me to my next, my next uh, you know, s- legend story is the cemetery you know mm-hmm. the cemetery there's still a cemetery there's still a cemetery you know uh, it was a town people did pass away and it, again like i said it this area has been around since the 1806 so it's pretty old and of course it's gonna have death so it has a cemetery now the cemetery is pretty kept up you know what i mean it's kept up it's gets the lawn mowed you know, someone's there cutting down trees and shit, and someone's fixing up uh, the tombstones that are there, making sure they're still visible. But along with that, there is, you know, cemeteries are very spooky, very spooky, especially at night, because they house the bodies of the dead, mm-hmm. the remains. And they're said, and this goes along for a lot of cemeteries. If you ever gone to a cemetery, it's kind of spooky. You know, do you know that there's dead people six feet below? And so with just like any other cemetery, ghosts. And there's very one ghost in particular that is well known in Helltown. Then there is that of, I believe it. it I, I read in different areas and one was it was a woman sitting on a bench. That if you walk through this area every night, guaranteed that you will see a woman sitting on this bench 
There's no bench, though. It's okay. Supposedly, so is it a ghost bench, too? <laughs> <laughs> supposedly, there's one bench. Now, there's Pandora saying there's no bench. I found multiple things where they're like, but there's no bench. So I'm like, okay, is it a ghost bench and a ghost? Or was there a bench and it got moved? Yeah. Be- I, it's like I'm residual only, energy. Uh, yeah, because I only mentioned this because tractors and equipment like that got hauled out. I mean, if you can have like a ghost car or a ghost ship or whatever, I mean, why not a ghost bench, right? Like- yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's residual, like you said. I mean, it is very possible that there's, you know, that. And of course, there's, you know, practicing saintness out there in the middle of the cemetery. Uh, one rumor is that they practice along or... Is it along the tree or with the tree? The tree, there's a tree that was involved somehow. They say that trees move around in the cemetery. Right. Which I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Is it wind? (laughs) (laughs) Is it wind? Not like wind, but I imagine like trees just relocating. Who can say this is. Are these trees walking? I mean, because I, my understanding is, yeah, the trees do move. And I was just thinking like. Like, do they get up and move, or is it like branches moving? Get slapped by one. Like, ah. Kind. That's kind of <laughs> what I was thinking. Uh, but again, it goes back to the Satanist thing. Like, oh, yes. Satanists, the trees move to protect like Satanist things in the area. Right. And I'm just like, uh. Now there is witching <laughs> trees or witch trees, which are trees that are buried. Well, they're not buried. They're planted on top of a witch that was buried. Mm-hmm. A, a, a supposed witch. Surprisingly, I didn't come across anything about witches in this town. That's very interesting. It's all satanic, think, and I'm like, are they just really afraid of Satanists? That like everything's Satan. Is it one of those like religious towns that you know what I mean? That's kind of what religious? I started to oh, yeah. think was like, do they just think that there's like Satanists out to get them? It never walks out there. Or is there really like a lot of Satanism in right. the area? Well, here's. Here's one of the things, as, as I was doing the research for this, uh, I did find one person who went out there uh, and encountered, and I read some of the comments, and some of the people had gone, that live within the area, have gone to visit, and they found a pentagram with a, what looks like a goat's head, a skull, I should say, mm-hmm. not a head, a skull, in the middle of this, and... You know, the guy who went there was filming and the blood looked fresh like it had happened that day. Uh, He was there probably like late at noon. The blood to... The blood that formed the pentagram. Okay. Right. Um, And then it it said on the the floor, it had all that and it said, welcome back. And so that was interesting. (laughs) And uh, somebody else said that they went like a day or two after uh, that this person had been there Mm -hmm. uh, because he mentions the date. And so this other person, a few other people said, oh, they had been there either a couple of days. Some other people had been there a few weeks after and they still saw the brown stained because blood stains brown because it oxidates. And so it turns color. And so, you know, people were saying that was blood. That it it was whoever put that used real blood. Yeah. Um, and it dried and, up like real and, blood does. Right. And it was still there. Uh, some people reported that there was candles almost a year after. 
Hmm. In the same, and they could still see the imprint of where that was. Uh, then, and that's one of the other things is that people were saying that they would find um, here and there. People exploring random buildings would find candles or upside down painted crosses. Hmm. Uh, you know, which apparently that's a thing. I don't think it's how it works, but uh, they would find these little symbols here and there in the area. Again, it goes back to the whole satanic practicing, which, again, I don't think how that's how that works. But, you know, there they go, play around with these type of things. And so, you know, again, like I said, this is one of the many things that people would find. And, and the whole satanic thing plays around this town area, this township. And so, and like I mentioned, there was also, like I said, there was a lot of abandoned things around the area. And I did mention that there was uh, tractors and stuff like that that were eventually hauled out because they're tractors. And you, you could resell them in auctions for repurposes or whatever. And there was one thing that stood out for many people that would visit the area. And it was a fucking bus, right? And... A bus that was abandoned. I think it was like on the side of the road or some shit like that. Or in a field. And people would say that a serial killer killed a bunch of kids. Or there was some kind of death with a bunch of kids Mm -hmm. related to this bus. And that the blood had stained the seats. And so the seats were removed. Um, some of the people said, yeah, they, they, they had seen allegedly, or they know somebody that knows somebody that saw mm. these seats and some, they were like, oh yeah, there used to be these seats and somebody removed these bus seats from the bus. Allegedly, you know, there's like this- that one has a lot of variations of, so it's, I've seen that it was either a busload of kids got attacked by a serial killer or a group of serial killers. Mm-hmm. Even like a mental patient. A mental patient, right, right. Or a group of mental patients. And then finally, of of course, like the Satanists or the cult people. Cult people, (laughs) you know, a troll, a gnome. Yeah, like sometimes you can see the ghost of the killer sitting in the back smoking a cigarette through the window. Right, which that... Or hear kids' sounds coming from the bus. Yes, right. And uh, and that's one of the other things that people, when they went out there and explored and... It's kind of why people don't explore at late at night or at night or at sundown <laughs> because, you know, when they're Satanist. out there, Satanists, <laughs> uh, ghosts, uh, demon children, they don't go, go out there because they feel like, and this is something that a lot of people have said, that when they're out there, they feel like they're being followed or watched, right? And... I mean, it, you're in an area where you know there should be people. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's part of the thing or, you know, it's a thing. You know what I mean? It's kind of difficult to say that how people should feel in an area where they know that it used to be this bustling town, this growing town. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of hard to say where this town would be now. I feel like it would have probably been a little bit more grown. Oh, yeah. Right? As population growth. Uh, and so these people are walking around and they know that they're being followed. They're being, they're, 
somebody's watching them. And there's this repeated feeling of people who go out there say that whenever they were out there, it felt like they were being followed. Or if they went to a, an area where a house was abandoned, it's almost like somebody was there. And that could be something said for like the houses that used to stay there. You know, they used to stand there because, like I said, these houses were from 1806. What if some of these houses were actually haunted? You know, that had actually had ghosts. Yeah, that was my thing because I was like, okay, it's a ghost town now, so not necessarily anything going on now that would cause more hauntings. But what if there was hauntings and then you just like got rid of their homes? Like, right. What happens then to that energy that's left behind? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because it's again, like I said, it's one of those things where people were commuting there people met there people lived there people worked there people you know lived their lives there and then just to be have uprooted and moved out you know and you know speaking of like meeting people a church is where people would meet each other every other sunday right or during the week um every sunday every sunday um (laughs) But, I mean, again, it's one of those things where people will go and practice their religion, you know. And there's, I believe there's one or two churches in the town area. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them, or both, I don't remember, they would experience, um, people would say that they experienced what looked like uh, satanic rituals inside the church. Like, you would walk in there. There is a cross, apparently, upside down. Uh, you could see candles that had been lit. It looked like people had been practicing some kind of ritual. Um, you know, sometimes people would say that they would go in the area and they could hear whispers. They could hear people practicing something. And there's different sounds coming out of there. I think there's two churches, right? Yeah. One of them is known as, like... a the, well, it's Boston Community Church, and then the other one's called uh, Mother of Sorrows. Mm. And so, like, they are churches, but the whole thing stems from, like, they think that it was actually, they're like a cover of church, right? So right. it's not what it appears, that it's actually founded or run by Satanists or cults or something like right. that. Um, and then one of them, I think Mother of Sorrows, they have, supposedly, like, on the design, the outer design of the building, there's an upside down cross so it has a, a cross up on top like you know like the steeple or whatever right and then it has this wooden framework that looks like like a little trim and it forms an upside down cross mm, Interesting. but you know some people have said well it's actually uh, a design element of like the gothic revival architecture at the time Right. But it's just kind of like, did they not see that? Because did you I see realize... it and it really does look like an upside down cross. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. So, like, if you look at it, you're just like, wait a second. Like, you see the real cross, like a r- traditional cross. And then, right. Like, just below it, there's is, an upside down. Is, is that the one you can see from the side of the highway or something like that? Um, I'm not It's like sure. it stands out. Uh, because I know there's one... I mean, it's a white building. Yeah. And it just sticks out, obviously. The white, it is a white building, at least, you know, from the what I see in the pictures. Right. But the, the other one, the Boston community one, I think, is the one that has more of the stories mm-hmm. of stuff going down. So people would say that they would see, like, a man in the basement. Because there's windows, I guess, that you can kind of see, like, down into it. Right. Um, but then they're like, well, they supposedly do have classes and stuff like that. 
So maybe it's somebody working there after hours. Kind of weird, though, because they see him, like, you know, at night. <laughs> I find that whole thing very weird, that this church just kind of has still somebody kind of, like, keeping up with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um I just find it pretty odd that there's they have someone that the church has someone keeping up with it. Well, it's not like it's all abandoned. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. You know, it's not the whole area is not completely abandoned. Um, it's and we say it's not completely abandoned, but it's very weird because they do have this thing where I think it's called the Highway to Hell, mm-hmm. and it crosses with the end of the world. The end of the world, uh, hmm. and that's two legends. That's two separate folklore stories right um because the end of the world is apparently the road where there's fatal crashes happen and that's probably a possibility because i think that's the area where there's a lot of um what do you call it the road does have a lot of like winding it's a winding road kind of a dangerous road right to you know to begin with without the ominous names yeah, and I mean, that's like the other thing. It's like, it's one of those things where if you don't know a road, why are you driving so fast? Mm-hmm. Especially at night. I mean, kids go out there, you know, they want to speed because they know it's a road that's empty. Um, and, but you're going to There's gonna a have, lot of crashes. There's a lot of crashes, yeah, yeah, because of it. And so I just think that's like, I would say, I wouldn't call it the end of the world road it's more like a fool's road because if you're going out there at that those crazy fast speeds not knowing that there's going to be a sharp turn pretty soon well yeah and so the end of the world road it's not actually called that right but it's called stanford road right and that one as you get to this top of the hill portion there's this like sudden drop on the other side so you know you can imagine people driving there at night super fast like it's just like you're gonna fly off Yeah, yeah like you could definitely have a wreck there yeah um, and it does have like dead ends and stuff like that. So, of course, people are drawn to it. Yeah, of course. They want to see why the name, right? Yeah. Um, and so, and, and then so along with that, there's the highway to hell. And that's like a whole other thing where um, I think that's that's the road that has the barriers as well, right? And has the road closures every so often. Um and so, and with that uh, highway, there's supposedly some axe serial killer running around on that road. Because, and more Satanists. And more Satanists, of course. <laughs> because the thing is, you know, I think part of the legend is that, well, you go to this, you're trying to go through this road, and then you hit a road closure. And as you're trying to turn, this fucking guy wheeling an axe pops out of nowhere and it's gonna try to fucking kill you or, like or some the, shit like that that's on the the highway to hell one right or um yeah cause on the end of the world one there's supposedly like satanists will surround your car and try to like levitate your car you or something like that <laughs> I don't know yeah. it's so random um but I mean again like I said there with so many of these uh, with this town being so fucking empty uh, there's gonna have there's it's gonna have legends it's gonna have these stories um, you know well, there's the hearse too that people can see like a ghostly hearse car there's an abandoned hearse well the, the people say that they see a hearse that follows them on the oh, road shit. with like one so- headlight even oh. sometimes and so like there's 
There's some truth to that one as far as what? like there was a guy that used to own a hearse uh-huh. in that area. Right. But they wouldn't like travel in it all the time. It was like they owned one, they had it, and they would use it like on Halloween oh. or they would use it every now and then. But I mean, there is a hearse that's getting used. Sighting that right. people people say it's like a spectral no, that hearse. Does, yeah, that does. That sounds creepy. Creepy as hell. As fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's kind of like that road. Oh, do you know that road that, uh, again, adding more fucking, there's a road, I don't remember where, it's a, a road where there's a white truck, a white pickup truck, and you're not supposed to go down this road or whatever at night or some shit, and you pass it, the fucking truck will follow you or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'll just follow you and try to, like, drive you off the road or some shit like that into an accident. Mm. Um, so there's many stories, and this is what I mean. There's a lot of these fucking yeah. Like, there's so much folklore, folklore this stories. Area. Um, you know, we probably won't. I mean, there's so many that uh, I don't think we're gonna get to them all because there's the slaughterhouse, uh, where people see a person in looking the out the window, right? <laughs> which is creepy as fuck. Uh, because especially if you know there's a building that, that no one's supposed to be in there. Um, pe- people who have visited the slaughterhouse have felt uh, or smelled the uh what pennies which is like the smell of blood mm-hmm. um and so you know uh, i mean that could be also creepy in itself um and then the funeral home where people have seen candles being lit and ghosts. abandoned funeral home. so the abandoned funeral home, <laughs> uh which no relation to the hearse um right the hearse is just <laughs> out there doing its own thing <laughs> yeah the hearse is doing its own thing no relation um, but what do you think? What do you think about these uh, folklores about Helltown? What's I mean, your, I, you know, like with everything, right? I think there's like, well, obviously there's fo- like a lot of folklore, and it's probably like a lot of hearsay, right? But right. like with everything, I think there's like some truth to stuff as well. So, mm-hmm. like, it's clearly a creepy place. It's mostly yeah. abandoned. Like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't look inviting. All the government signage and blockades don't help. Yeah. And, you know, I was actually trying to see, like, okay, because I'm, like, it's kind of funny to me, but at the same time, I'm like, what's with all the whole Satanist thing? So I was trying to see, and, like, there is kind of, like, a prevalence of Satanism in Ohio. Right. Um, there's actually uh, Our Lady of Endor Coven, mm. which was a Satanic cult founded in 1948 in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, there's been a couple of different... Like, I had even seen something as early as, like, 1985 where they were talking about, you know, Maryville, Ohio. Like, like places in Ohio where there's just, like, a bigger network of Satanism than, like, oh, you well. would think. Yeah. Um, there's also been, you know, some strange... A couple of strange disappearances, like, 411 National Park-type disappearances mm. in the what's now the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. So, not going to get into that, obviously, too much. But, like, there's some stuff, right, that makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. And then I do wonder about the whole original reason for the government to just right. take over this area. Like, I mean, there's a lot of areas that could have turned into national parks. Mm-hmm. They chose this one. I mean, maybe but it's why? a good park, you know, yeah. as well. But, like, it makes you wonder. And then the fact that obviously now like it attracts people right right so i think if there wasn't satanism like maybe there is now yes maybe there is people going in there 
doing some crazy rituals, mm-hmm. maybe animal sacrifices, maybe worse. You know what I mean? Like right. you wouldn't be any the wiser. Yeah. Because it's an abandoned area, so it, I think it's like a I don't know <laughs> of vortex of like weird vibes and energies mm-hmm. just over the years. You know, and like we're probably just adding to it. Yes, I think so because. You know, I would agree with that assessment that, you know, there is definitely a sense of um, bringing up these many multiple factors to these legends, you know, despite knowing what actually occurred. Do you now have a group of people coming into this area practicing what they believe is satanic worship of some sort? Mm-hmm. Um, and doing some kind of weird rituals, which could ev- could form some kind of vortex or a portal or some kind of energy drawing these dark, you know, entities, creatures yeah. of some sort into this area, which could potentially in itself become, a, you know, something else, right? Yeah. Like, I think a place can definitely, like, hold on to energy right Mm -hmm. and like i don't hear a whole lot of positive stuff from this area yes so and one of the things maybe at one point right but not anymore right no no no. yeah definitely at one point um but here's the thing that guy for something i forgot to mention before he left when he found the fucking pentagram drawing of blood or whatever yeah he took off to his car (laughs) he's like i think someone following me uh this is weird um, I'm I'm leaving, so he takes off to his car. When he gets to his car, there's this box and it's on his car. He opens the box. There's some kind of note. Doesn't have time to open it or like read it on the camera because he, as he's looking around, he hears a sound, and he sees someone off in the distance, as he described, possibly wearing either a dark robe. Mm-mm. With a hoodie or wearing a hoodie watching yeah, him. Something with a hood. <laughs> right. So he just jumps in the car and takes off. Well, and that's a tactic that people use too. Like you come back to your car and there's something there. Right. And then you're like, oh, what's this? A pair of shoes? And then it's like, that's how they nab you. <laughs> yes. And then you're gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a tactic. So right. that's a little that's how you sketchy. Get kidnapped uh, into some weird shit. Um, but hopefully this has been entertaining for some of you. <laughs> And uh, if you go and explore, or if you've gone and explore Helltown, let us know. Send us your comments, send us your stories on our email as well. And uh, keep us up with on our Facebook and Twitter. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Laters. Laters.